Saturday morning words and coffee. Welcome back. Nice day today. Snowy uh, the last few days, but it's cleared off now, so I might actually get to use the roads today. Cold still, but for all that, it's it's a fine day. Nice cup of coffee here. I got a mocha pot delivered. Some of my friends are amazed I've never made coffee on a stove with a mocha pot before, but I have one now, and it does make delicious, strong coffee, and I like it a lot. Very hot when it comes to that pot, so you need to be careful, but it's very, very good coffee, and I'm enjoying that, and I hope you're enjoying whatever day of the week you're listening to this, but maybe it's Saturday for Saturday morning words and coffee. So, today, William Blake... Thomas Harris of Hannibal Lecter fame, and uh, D.H. Lawrence. We're going to take a look at all three really quickly. Don't mean to scare you with that. We'll keep it brief. Talking today about self-pity, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing for a few minutes or a day or two, but I don't think you should wallow in it either. And the poets, even though they wallow in self-pity a lot in their poetry, many of them have poems about not feeling sorry for yourself. So we're going to touch on that. This was all spurred by watching Red Dragon last night. I watched the movie Red Dragon based on the Thomas Harris book, uh, both of which are excellent, the book and the movie. And in that uh, movie, I'm not sure if he quotes it in the book, but in the movie, Hannibal Lecter quotes William Blake, and that got me thinking about Blake, which in turn took me to D.H. Lawrence and... D.H. Lawrence's poem called Self-Pity. So I'm going to read a piece from both. So here is an excerpt from William Blake's Auguries of Innocence. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. A robin redbreast in a cage puts all heaven in a rage. A dovehouse filled with doves and pigeons shudders hell through all its regions. A dog starved at his master's gate predicts the ruin of the state. A horse misused upon the road calls to heaven for human blood. And that's an excerpt there from William Blake's Auguries of Innocence. We'll talk about that in a second. The next one I want to read to you is Self-Pity from D.H. Lawrence. I never saw a wild thing sorry for itself. A small bird will drop frozen dead from a bough without ever having felt sorry for itself. And that is Self-pity from D.H. Lawrence. So, how did I get there? Well, watching Red Dragon and Hannibal Lecter quotes, he says, A robin redbreast in a cage puts all heaven in a rage. And he's quoting that to the hero of the story, Will Graham, because he's trying to tip him off that the, uh, the killer, the tooth fairy, as he's known in the story, is a William Blake fan, basically, because the tooth fairy, uh, is a fan of the the uh, the painting by William Blake. William Blake was not just a poet, he was also a painter and an engraver and quite a talented person. And he painted several paintings uh, called the Red Dragon series, 
Uh, he was, I believe, commissioned to paint a bunch of these. And these are all based off uh, Revelation. And in the book of Revelation, and I'll quote that very quickly, it says, And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And that is from Revelation 12. And of course, And behold, a great red dragon, which inspired the title of the book Red Dragon, which was inspired, was an inspiration for the movie Red Dragon. And the whole reason is because the tooth fairy has a great big tattoo of the painting on his back, and he's obsessed with the painting. And the painting is called The Great Red Dragon and the Woman Clothed with the Sun. And it's pretty frightening gothic stuff, uh, those paintings from the Red Dragon series, if you care to go look at them. So that obsession uh, with the painting and with William Blake and the concept of the red dragon from Revelation, Lecter, of course, knows this, and he tips off Will Graham by quoting uh, from William Blake, Auguries of Innocence, a robin redbreast in a cage puts all heaven in a rage. The poem itself, Auguries of Innocence, is, again, kind of like with D.H. Lawrence with the Never Saw a Wild Thing Sorry for Itself, you're caging, you know, caging a robin redbreast is is unnatural. It's against nature, and that you know the auguries of innocence goes through many, many, many metaphors throughout it. In fact, I don't even really like the poem to be honest with you. I like it in pieces. After the first few lines, it turns into an AA rhyming scheme. So it's just rhyme after rhyme after rhyme after rhyme. I find them tedious, those poems, and dare I say it, I find them a bit childish. Uh, I'd rather have like an ABAB followed by a CD, you know, mix it up a little bit. But if it's just rhyme, 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 I just find that very tedious. I find the meter and the rhythm of it tedious and, and it borders on childishness. Having said that, uh, the images that he has in the poem are fantastic. Uh, they're really hard hitting. And take, for instance, a robin redbreast in a cage puts all heaven in a rage. Great line just don't want to hear it a hundred times in a row is basically what I'm getting at. Uh, and a dog starved at his master's gate predicts the ruin of the state. You know, that's, that's really good stuff. And you can see what he's driving at there. He's using the animal kingdom uh, in order to indict humanity. And that's not a, a unique thing, but I, I think it's uh, very effective in that poem. And that's what drew me to Blake. And then that got me thinking about... Uh, D.H. Lawrence and his great little, what he called a pansy, just a little flower of thought, I guess, of self-pity. And I'll read it again here. I never saw a wild thing sorry for itself. A small bird will drop frozen dead from a bough without ever having felt sorry for itself. That's, that's uh, excellent stuff. I was in Mexico once and I was sitting there on a balcony, just on like the third floor of a balcony, and I saw this iguana lying there sunning itself and it took me a minute I thought honestly that it was lying near a chicken wing uh, an, an eaten chicken wing just the bones and then I realized that that was its leg one whole part of its leg was exposed the bones the two bones of its leg it still had its foot it was still functioning it was drag. you know dra when it finally did move it dragged it along and it, and it looked like quite an old old wound and that reminded me of this poem that you never see wild things sorry for itself. Domesticated animals, sure. 
you'll see, you know, a dog maybe with its head down or something. But uh, a wild thing, especially the ones that live alone, tigers and things, you know, they'll never complain in their entire lives. They don't even know what complain is. All they do is react. You know, they live in in that moment. They don't know that it could be any different, and it doesn't matter to them. You know, so I like the poem that he entitled it Self-Pity. Maybe it's a, uh, a warning, or maybe it's to pick you up, to remind you that you could be a wild thing too. This is actually ties into another movie. I remember the movie, which I thought wasn't bad, except for the title, <laughs> which was G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane starring Demi Moore. Uh, and I believe Ridley Scott directed it, but uh, he, the, one of the characters, the drill sergeants, uses this poem a couple of times very effectively in the movie, and I thought it was actually quite well done. Uh, so that's it for today, talking self-pity and maybe going to the poets and having a look at their stuff and realizing that things are bad. Things can certainly be bad in your life, but given the choice between lying down and crying about it or facing it head-on, the time is going to pass either way. It depends how you want it to pass. And maybe you can look to the animal kingdom and the poets, and maybe not Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> to, uh, to feel better about your predicament. So that's Saturday morning, words and coffee. I hope you're enjoying a coffee somewhere, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.